Welcome to the Crimson Guitars Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Crimson Guitars Podcast, episode 16. This is still the... 20... I don't know. This is sometime in July. You're hearing it next week, two weeks away. It's the third. It's the... F- it's the fourth today. So this is going up on the sixth. So the next one will go up on the this is the thirteenth of July. Welcome to the thirteenth of July. Um I'm Toby James, guitarist here at Crimson Guitars. I'm James Blackburn, I'm Virginia Luthier and the Guitar Tech. And I'm Chris Brown, one of Luthiers here at Crimson Guitars. Much more knowledgeable people than I about guitars. So we're here continuing our series, our journey through various different guitars. And today we are going to talk about the, probably the third biggest guitar company in the world. Yeah, I think, not to be harsh, but I think they're third biggest by like, like a, quite a long quite long realistically. Way. Oh, there's places Ivan is around there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably third biggest, but they're, but like the seconds there and then, yeah. I mean, or Fender Gibson and then, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Best guitar player. I don't. Know. <laughs> so we're talking about Paul Reed Smith guitars or PRS guitars today. Yeah. Um, this one we talked about it between shooting the episodes. Um, actually, no. Last week when we shot, when we, whenever we shot the episode, we were talking, talking about it a minute ago. Last week. We accidentally were wearing the same clothes. Yeah, we right? are. I always wear this on the yes, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, we were talking about, um, last episode we were talking about the uh, Stratocaster, the Fender Stratocaster, and today we, um, I think I might have said that it would be easier to talk about the PRS guitars than it is to talk about Stratocasters. And my point of view from that, for that is, is that the PRS is not as prevalent in our minds as a guitar as the Strat, Tele and Les Paul is. I mean, yeah. it's less common, although it's incredibly popular. Um, yeah, they're, they're recently becoming a lot more popular. I mean, he's, when did they start? Well, come on, give, uh, us, give us some pot of history oh on God. PRS. Is it 85? Yeah. Well, I think they're as old as I am. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 85. Um, there's some cool stories behind how it got started and stuff, because he built a guitar, and it was for a country player, and I can't remember who it was for. Dave Grissom. There's a cool, the really cool story of him going to taking this guitar to show Carl Santana, so yep. like this is the big relationship for them. And he goes along and um, plays it, and Carl Santana goes, "I, I love it." Like, or he, oh, he didn't say anything, but he said, "But his manager said he was going to hang on to it, and mm-hmm. he's going to try it out." And he went, "Well, I can't actually hang on to it. It belongs to this player." And he and uh, said, "No, no, we'll, we'll send it back. It's fine. We'll send it back." And then he. Uh, he hangs on to it and there's Paul Reed Smith ringing this guy frantically because this guitar belongs to someone else. And they finally gets hold of him and they go, no, he likes it, you're not having it back. <laughs> and like, no, he, he can't, it belongs to someone else. And he, he's not having it back. And Paul Smith is like, I'll build you anything, I need this guitar back. And I, I think it ends with him getting the guitar back, but then ended up with this relationship with Carl Santana, which yeah. is, I, I'm not going to say the reason that PRS are really big, but like, it's got to be a large part, like, Car Center is the PRS player when you think of them. It's probably their big, their big break, I guess, would be the yeah. yeah, and and March Money. Yeah, more recently, well. yeah. More recently, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they started, so PR, Paul Reed Smith uh, was a repairman and um, a tech, and he then moved into Guitar Ball, and they had 
Um, I think I didn't know if there was a larger fist, but Ted Mo, Ted McCartney, as McCarthy. McCarthy, I can never say his name. Uh, from uh, like Gibson. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he banked for them. They're definitely partners in some way. He did a lot yeah. of designing and things like that. Um, and they did it. They went as opposed to being the one man a shed and growing. They went full out. They were that company that were gonna have one person to do this, one person to be a three twenty sander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were gonna build great guitars. And they had their own factory, US factory that some are in forests and um, and they do. And the, but they and I'll probably mention this again. Thing they were at, they were at that perfect point where they weren't an old school vintage company like Fender or Gibson. They launched and because they launched and they, they did quite well and they continued to do very well, but they change parts on the guitar when yeah. they want, as they want to improve the guitar. And it's probably something you'll touch on, is that um, they're not stuck. Unfortunately, Fender are kind of stuck with that, like their trend and things like that. Yeah. But PRS every year, once a year or so, and they, they'll change something like the nut material yeah. or the tuners and they won't like, be like, oh, is this okay? Yeah. They do it because it's better. Yes. And it makes the guitar better. But they don't seem to make a big thing of the fact that they've changed. No, they don't really tell anyone. They, they, don't, they go, oh, these are new phase three tuners. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that's about it. They're on all the new guitars. They're better. <laughs> and they're at a good point that they can do it. Yeah. For, for anyone that hasn't cottoned on already, James is a massive PRS fanboy over here. Well, I don't own a PRS. He doesn't own a PRS. Um, Yet. Christopher is, I don't know, he, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah Christopher. Yeah, now, from what I gather, as a non-Luthier, PRS tends to garner more adulation than pretty much any of the other major manufacturers because of their work. Um, I'm not, I don't own a PRS, I have owned a PRS, and. I have owned one, so by now no longer own it. So there we go. But it's it's a hard one with. Um, I don't understand why this doesn't happen with Gibsons, is um, because you think about the like a, a standard Gibson and some of the more expensive ones around the same price as a standard PRS nowadays, mm-hmm. and I don't get this. People always go, "Oh, they they're so much money," but they're an equal price, and the, I think they're. Not their issue, it's an unfortunate issue, isn't it? Is that they look fantastic. Mm. So, and there's that thing of like taking it out and denting it, which is something that, because they're not old, they're not an old, old company, is that you don't see properly used PRSs. Mm. Although Mark Tremonti and you see some of like the Carl Santana ones, but actually, they his are kept reasonably fresh and they change them quite a lot. Yeah, well, he uses, I mean, we'll kind of come on to the signature artist later, actually, because it's something I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about anyway. So, well, if I'm not cutting you up, I'm no, just no, say, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just holding you back. James, he's like a boxer ready to get in the ring here. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, God, Christopher's been massaging his shoulders, getting ready to come on. He's about, you know, weighing in at two kilograms. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's so, day. let's do what we did in the last few episodes. Yes, so, Christopher, mm-hmm. Christopher, for anyone who doesn't know who Christopher is, he is the head of the school here at Crimson Guitars, and if. Christopher doesn't know it. it. It definitely isn't worth knowing. Um, we've affectionately called him Guitar Yoda over here. So he's going to cast his eyes. So, Christopher, same question I've asked you every time. What are the main sort of design points of a PRS as you see them? And what are they changing to other manufacturers and the big two? I mean, where is this coming from? Where is the heritage in this guitar? Can you identify where it is? I mean, for me, it's halfway between Les Paul and a Strat. But. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Les Paul Jr. 
a strat and with a really nice carve to it. It's um, it's a, it's a very very comfortable guitar for me. Yeah, Once same. Again, I find it incredibly comfortable. Um, it's all about kind of the playability of it. You've got incredible access all the way up to fretboard because they've got this carve here, which was very carefully thought out as to where mm -hmm. that is. The neck joint means that you only have two body, two frets over the body, but it is still incredibly stable because it goes all the way underneath the pickguard with that tenon. Um, they just, they tend to be so much better constructed than most other guitars out there. There's um, a lot of cam into it. Yeah, and so. it really shows in a lot of ways. Um, and just the, the forethought that goes into a lot of the design decisions, you know, their, their fretboards are a millimeter thinner at the thickest point than most standard fretboards, and that lets you get a little more material behind the back of the neck so that it's got a little more stability to it. Um, you know, they've got really good truss rods, it's the, the way they and make the their carving, necks. the carving on the neck. Yeah, yeah the, the rather famous PRS factory tour video where they go around and they've explained how it takes them a month to carve a neck because they take a little bit off, they let it rest. They take a little bit off, they let it rest. And yeah, that would be it's, yeah, because it's not an economical way to do it, but it's yeah. That's the tour. The tour video they they have a, someone come in, like most factories do, where they they have an outsider come in and tell them yep. where they think they can improve. And next is already always where they pick up and they go, "Oh, you could do it so much faster." Mm -hmm. And they sign a check and go, "Thank you for coming." Yeah, because it's, um, it's it's the best way to do it. It's not the mm -hmm. fastest way to do it, but it is the, the the best way to do it. And I think it really shows when you see a PRS come in. Yeah. When it sits down on your bench, it's you know it's one. yeah exactly. It's rare to see one when they come in in the first place, but when you do, you know it's going to be an easy setup. Yes. Fret works always great. Um, the necks are always straight, or they just need a tiniest little adjustment. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of uh, tweaking in the tremolo. So you don't see many PRSs come in. You don't. No. Yeah, you see no. like like the, the seasonal setup occasionally is like yeah. the most you really ever see a, a PRS come in, or you know someone really clatters it and does some damage to it. But for the most part, people well, uh, they take I mean, care of them too. Try to think back. I've only seen one headstock damage, mm -hmm. and that was here. That was recently. Yeah, and that was it literally it fell. Off it of fell a stand against the tuner. Yeah. The tuner slammed into the back. Oh, right, okay. And actually, the tuner was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the headstock was cracked on the edge. Yeah, it's just the um, just basically the wing on the edge, of the headstock, the grain right next to it, kind of cracked apart um, because of the force applied to the edge of the the tuner yeah. button. That's the only one I've ever seen. Really. Mm -hmm. And I've seen like strats and things do it. I've never seen, never seen PRS. But then that leads back to maybe the point is that maybe they're not as gigged and thrown around as much. Yeah. Uh, I, you see a PRS fire for stand and actually you dive for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, this, this, this talk about PRS was always going to be more of a debate, I think, than we all like Gibsons, we all like Fenders. With all you know, tallies was easy, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. PRS is a bit more of a divisive thing, and I think maybe it is for musicians. I don't think PRS is divisive for luthiers. No, I think you, no. can, you guys can pretty much all agree, other than the the smaller builders at you know twice the price. Well, even then, like I think by far, in terms of mass production, they make the most consistent and probably the best production guitars yeah. out there. I mean, that, that right. was that, that's a custom 24. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a standard. That's custom. the standard PRS. And for PRS, other than the ones that aren't made in the States. They have. Uh, ignoring the S2s. It's, they have the, yeah. The, that's the bottom of the line, pretty much. Ignoring yeah, ignoring the, cheap the, ones. the yeah, the, the cheaper US made ones. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's their 
American standard. I mean, for a Westville standard, that's yeah. that. Yeah. But I mean, even in Gibson, below the standards, there are your traditionals, your classics, there are your all the other, you know, yeah, well, no, that, runs with it. But it for a company to be as big as PRS is, with that as your yeah. bog standard they've production model, it's pretty impressive. Got, yeah, mm-hmm. they've got the S2s and the CEs, which are the bolt ons, yeah, yeah, uh, which are custom. They're custom 24 and 24, yeah, yeah. bolt-on ones. And then they've got the uh, SEs, which are Korean-made. Yeah. Uh, which even then, like, they're made, made in Korea, and they're some of the, the... I personally think the best guitars coming out of Korea yeah. are the PRS ones. And they're made yeah. by a company that makes I've not, guitars for... I've seen a companies. lot of those, because they're, they're student they're, prices, yeah, they're nice. and they're great. I yeah. mean, is there a Tremonti one, isn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone will kind of come on to talk about um, later on, but... Um, they, they're a bit like Ibanez in that I see a lot of Ibanez guitars, a lot of PRS guitars, but the budget models, and they're phenomenal. And they're never bad, you know, you pick them up and, you, and they play like a guitar. Well, Ibanez is, is, yeah, you what know. you get on an Ibanez for the kind of seven, eight hundred pound oh, mark it's now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're getting like bell tops for bare knuckles in. Yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, how much would PRS, I mean, he, it's his name on the on the um, on the headstock. I mean, I, he's quite visible on the internet. But he is he's and he comes over like an incredibly interesting guy. I mean, oh yeah, the guy the guy is. I say this so much, and I'm gonna say it again, which is he. I credit him to like Steve Jobs from Apple. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, like seventy five percent pure genius and fantasy. And there's that like. Actually, maybe it's eighty percent pure genius, and then twenty percent is just a little bit of bull- like selling bullshit. Not like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, just like selling bullshit. Like he, he out there. They, they strike public speakers. Yeah, I mean, he, but he strikes me as a sort of guy who he's com- he comes over completely. I mean, I'm careful not to. I mean, these are our opinions. You know, I've never met the bloke. No, he comes across as completely uncompromising. Yeah, and. He that is why he is as successful as yeah. he is. I mean, I watched some video where he's talking about frets and how they glue the frets in, and there's a video on talking about nut material. And a, so far, of it went above my head, but he, his, you know, his rules of tone. I think it was. There's, called. there's a good series on that, and like, and they, those, I love, I really liked those videos, but they were really frustrating, mm-hmm. especially for us, because like the nut material, for example, you mentioned. Yeah. He. Uh, they go so far as to show you it and tell you about it, and then they stop to tell, stop before they tell you how it's made and what it's made of. Because we've been through loads and we we've got some ideas about why. Because then that material sounds fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and we've got some ideas about why it sounds like good and what they've used, but we don't know. Maybe that's the businessman in it. Oh yeah, like, I I think yeah, it's it kind of like he's one of the few, one of the only people I guess still in the guitar world who controls of like. When he sits down and talks, he controls that room. There's a really funny uh, thing about... um, uh, He's having some Q&As and somebody asks, why don't you use push-push things in your guitar? And he just turns around and goes, because they're shit and they break all the time. And professional musicians don't need that. No. Uh, And he goes, oh no, the guy goes, oh no, they're great. And Paul Swift goes... Okay, you can start your own company then. <laughs> he he's got this. He's got quite a dry humour. Right, all the videos are always. He's what the one person I'd love to meet. Mm-hmm. He he comes across that his he listens as much as he 
you know, was that he, he clever people got, listen twice as much as they talk. Yeah, he's got a fantastic um, ear, and you watch him and see he records lots of stuff. He's very much into like he's into microphones. Isn't yeah, he? microphones and yeah. like big reverb units. There's a tour of his studio where he goes through and he goes downstairs and he's bought these big like vocal reverb units. Yeah. They used to like Elvis Presley tracks. But he um, knows his he knows his stuff yeah. and he seems to like take the. I mean, we've we've skirted around that a little bit. PRS. I'm I'm gonna say it. I don't know if it's true. Possibly, I don't think I can't think of another company that is sold so much on who plays the guitars, i.e., what signature artists they have. I would hang argue. on, what I mean by I don't mean. Uh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I mean is you can look through who endorses and the big name artists for PRS, the signature model artists, and there's nothing but quality in there. So you've got yeah. Mark Tremonti, Carlos Sant- Santana, yeah. John McLaughlin, oh, yeah. Brent Mason, yeah. you've got Dave Grissom. Um, those, there is, that is a good S- point there. Zach Myers. Zach Myers, yeah. Um, John Mayer now. John Mayer, you've got, um, what's it? Miles Kennedy from Alterbridge also plays. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is there is not anyone in there that wouldn't be the best guitarist in any room they walked into. Yeah, no. Do you see yeah. what I mean? And yeah. if those guys are playing it, they can play anything. March and Monty can play absolutely anything. He's a great guitar player. No, that's, that's a fair point, because yeah. anyone, I just say anyone, this, no. but anyone plays Fenders. I mean, there's a lot of Fender endorsements yeah, yeah. there. I, I don't, they probably are careful about who they choose, because actually at the end of the day, it's the same thing we have, is that the, the person playing your guitar, actually at the end of the day, is affecting your sales, because they are, yeah they are affecting what people think of your guitar. If somebody yeah. you don't like plays that guitar, you're probably not going to buy them. If, if um, see, I, I personally am not a fan of EMGs, for example, and I've listened to them a lot and I don't like them. Um, but then, I guess in your mindset, if Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck and people had used EMGs from the start, they'd be like, they sound great using those, I'm going to use those, and then in your head they don't sound good. Mm-hmm. I've never seen an artist with EMGs that I like. But, if, for example... Steve Lukather. Still look at her. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Sorry. You know, we had the same conversation. I mean, you're a PRS fan. I'm, well, I'm, a, music, I'm a music man. I, I love music man guitars. You look at who endorses and who has signature guitars, I would eat, guitars I would, for music man. That's Well, I would equal the them two together. Is that music man yeah. do make mm-hmm. fantastically good production. Actually, well, let's do music man next week. Yes, yeah, we can. Man. I mean, we, but you can look at like music man, Steve, uh, Steve Luke for Steve Morse, Albert Lee, uh... Johnny Highland, I don't think he's an official. No. Um, James Valentine, uh, uh, Saint Vincent. Mm-hmm. You know all their unique musicians, and I think you know John again. Petrucci. John. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's who I was. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's why I was sitting there because I could run. I was running that model through my mind. I was like, who plays that? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. that's a good point about. So them. why? So PRS. They're halfway between a strap and a. And yeah, ball, on this, in my, this one, yeah. yeah, in my. So they have a slightly weird scale length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's their own scale? Go on, Christopher. What is it about the scale length? Why? Why have they chosen that? <laughs> Do you know why they've chosen that? Um, you said something as well about the Les Paul when we talked about ang- angle on the headstock. What is it about the PRS that they've? Let's go with the angle. First. Yeah, um, it's a much shallower angle, so it's a ten degree headstock angle. Um, and it's it just makes it that little bit more stable. Um, yeah. There's not as much meat there. It also means it's not in the way as much. Is there a flute? 
Mm. Not as much. Um, I've been listening to you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a slight thickening, but it's not a a traditional... But the angle's not as great, so you wouldn't need as much. Exactly. Um, There is... um, If you look on the back, there's quite a sharp... uh, the back edges of the mm, um, yeah. the headstock they sweep into the neck, and that, those two angles provide a little more structural stability yeah. um, than you would normally get. But apart from that, there's nothing yeah. um, like a flute there. Um, and the heel is you've got that big bulky PRS heel too, which yeah, some yeah. people like, some people don't. Um, I we I found that really yeah, we, and yeah. we tried to improve upon that heel, and it turns out there's a reason the heel looks like that. Yeah, because that way it works. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, we improved in comfort, mm-hmm. but then look, it does look weird. Yeah. Um, but you can tell if, if you're trying to experiment or something that he's got to, you can tell that he's done his yeah. research. Yeah, you yeah. know this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did it right first time. Yeah, it's, and they do, they, that's the big thing is that they do, they improve every year. Mm. And they do a lot for the industry and there's such yeah. that they, um, they research things like wood drying and storage and uh, humidity control in a workshop. Between them and Taylor mm-hmm. uh, are the kind of the big names on what changes, especially in the guitar industry, what changes with what you're doing with wood and what wood you yeah. use. Um, you know, if they've started to use a wood, they've moved on, for instance, they'll be the people to look to when yeah. Rosewood, when finally people, I mean, this is the thing is that companies are still using Rosewood and they will steal for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Rosewood isn't used anymore, they'll be the companies to look to, to see who... To what alternative yeah, available. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Is that still recording? It is still recording. It's just over here. I don't know which phone is. I'm sorry for the brief interlude, you know. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, I was just looking at the screen. It looked weird. Yeah, if only I have a... My, my Mac was created at some point in the you know, 1900s, um, so... <laughs> but yeah, sorry, the scale length. Yeah, so it's 25 in scale, which is pretty much smack dab between 3 and 4 and 3 quarters and 25 and a half. Um, it's just that little bit snappier than a Gibson, but still gives you the kind of comfort bendability that you would expect from a Gibson. I couldn't get on with it. That was one of the major... I See, didn't like it. Before it, Christopher built mine, I'd never, I've never owned anything. May, I've mainly had 25 mm. and a half. So I may have a lot of straps and tellies. I had a custom 22. With this is a custom 24. I think the main difference is it literally is the two frets. Isn't yeah, it? the neck's just out a little bit further, which will yeah. affect how it feels. In your I head. had the custom 22, and I couldn't get on with the scale length. I didn't. I didn't want to go. If I went up to 11s, it felt Whereas weird. If I stayed at 10s, it felt too light. Because Santana's. GHS strings are ten and a half, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I tried those because Dario did, did ten yeah. and a half. Yeah, I, d- I just couldn't get on with it. I don't know why. It's all because I, after Christopher did that, I've been playing this a lot, and then mm-hmm. I, last night we were sitting there playing those, and they felt they felt different. Mm-hmm. Not that I couldn't get on with them, mm-hmm. but then I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna put this out there, and people put in the comments, "Why can't we hear Christopher and James play?" Well, I'm awful at playing guitar. He's quite good, but I'm awful. So. I'm not a professional player, so I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not playing them every night for mm-hmm. two hours, mm. so because I I can jump between them, so I find most things quite comfortable. Yeah. Toby's looking very concerned because there's a big blob where we've just spoken for a while. But it's I think fine. that's just because it's, it's moving. It's just where I've moved it. It's yeah. Fine. It'll be fine. Cool. No, I'll just do it again. <laughs> so actually, in the big thing that we both like on here Carves. is the calf. Mm-hmm. Um, as is, it's the, the, the quintessential element of the PRS carve is the recarve. 
that little dip in right at the edge where it just has that very elegant little swoop back up. Um, and it just, it gives it, it's a very defined shape in a PRS carve and it's... It's a big carve as well. I mean, mm -hmm. when yeah. people talk about Les Pauls and they say that's a, a bigger carve, carve isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the PRS is a massive carve. A, a Les Paul, when you suddenly look against it, is a very light carve mm -hmm. compared to a PRS. Is that because of the recarve makes the, the bigger Yeah, the this bigger is a big drop. Like it's it's yeah. a lot more uh, defined mm -hmm. than a Les Paul, mm -hmm. but then it's a lot to do with the shape. Yeah, it goes. It's and then the other thing with PRS has to be the finishes and the woods and the tops. Yeah, you know well, I mean? the finish, you can't get away from that. Can they we? Are, I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, we do get say they are the finishes, aren't they? I mean, yeah. In terms of colours and what they look like, they. Yeah. And that's another thing. Going back to your point, they won't disclose what that material actually is. Yeah, they, they won't actually disclose no. what the finish precisely is. It's, it's yeah. a polyurethane. Sorry, it's a polyester yeah. base coat yeah. and a polyurethane top coat. But that's as far as I know. Yeah. Um, they're hard-wearing. The other thing you don't... Yeah, they're thin but hard-wearing. That's yeah. why they... PRSs tend to resonate quite a lot. Yeah. That's because they don't have a lot of lacquer on them. No. Um, no, I did notice that. I mean, I had... I think it was Mateo... I think they called it Mateo Mist. It was like yeah, a cherry something. sunburst. It was beautiful. Okay. I mean, it was a tent top as well. Um, which, to be honest, I always kind of find a little bit weird with PRS because the, the standard tops are so good. I don't know, how much better can the tent top be? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you never see a bad looking PRS. I really yeah. like um, the black, like uh, charcoal. Like black. I like. I just like black guitars. I think guitars should be one color, black. <laughs> um, it's like a charcoal, but a charcoal. Yeah. Um, it's like to black. Yeah. yeah. I've been. I've been um, gorging myself watching the uh, download um, highlights from. Um, on Sky Arts at the moment, and yeah, the guitar of Mark Tremont he's playing in that is awesome. I don't work that as well why Mark Tremont's guitars never get dented, because he changes his guitar every single song for <laughs> the various different tunings he plays. Um, it's never on there for more than four minutes at a time, so. But their, their tops on PRS guitars are stunning, aren't they? They're just oh yeah, they're all, fantastic. like, the ten tops all picked out, and yeah. then they've got, they've got the best thing in the world, which is the private stock room. Mm -hmm. And they, the this, yeah, would yeah. Like and they are the company that pushed that whole private stock. Like, although Fender had the custom shop on Master Build, Gibson, they yeah. were like, they're like, look, you can pick this top. You could come here if you want, yes. and we will sit down. They did for a while. They must have about five, six episodes on Periscope, which is like a live stream yeah. of them with uh, Paul Smith, uh, who is well, obviously in charge of all that, and the guy who's in charge of the private stock stuff, mm -hmm. um, whose name he's also Paul, isn't he? Um, and one of the other people there and they picked stuff out and they got people to choose and like it's the thing that blows away they tap on wood yeah. and he's what he I don't know any couple that I've seen do that a lot but he goes on and he'll tap on this wood <laughs> and it's like it sounds yeah. like, it's just dried really well mm -hmm. and the wood that they have there is like their idea of not a nice top is completely different to ours. Um, <laughs> James has inadvertently segued so well into our next topic of conversation because you talked about private stock and high-end. PRS, they came up with the Dragon thing a few years ago, didn't they? Oh, that was... Uh, the uh, first yes. one was... Was it like the 10th anniversary recently? I think so. It was like, like 10, that. 15 years well, ago. That's recent in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, Majority of my life. Mostly. Yeah, you yeah, to get to 15, yeah. Cheers, yeah. yeah. all yeah. my life. <laughs> um, the most recent uh, PRS thing they've been making news for is making 
completely ridiculously expensive guitars um, for a certain John Mayer. Now, John Mayer, we don't know. I mean, we're not going to speculate because we don't know anything about it, to be honest. But John Mayer's gone over to PRS. We don't. There may be a PRS signature in the pipeline. Well, I mean, there, there is. I mean, the two guitars yeah. that there's now a second one. Um, and the first one, which is like the kind of tobacco orange burst, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and now they've got a, a greenish one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's they've changed some things. They've changed the heel, the uh, neck, um, the join, and a couple of other different things that he's yeah. been improving wise. He saw, I saw a video with John Mayer where he was talking about the scale of the guitar. His is 20, 25 longer, isn't and it? two thirds. No, uh, it's just before twenty five and a half. Yeah, it's like uh, twenty. Uh, uh, Seven two fifths, seven sixteenths, or something. Weird yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 close it, it, to a twenty-five and a half. Yeah. yeah, but but again, I mean, for someone, I mean, PRS, it, maybe it says a lot about a company like PRS where they're getting down to that. And if the, the player, I know it's John Mayer, and he'd be an asset to any company. Mm. But well, when this, they get down to talking about scale lengths and they're changing the scale length of the guitar to suit the artist, you know that a company's doing yeah. something right. Well, it's, it's John Mayer is one of those people, and you know he would be. And this is what probably to me, Smith said, is that he. They were on the phone every day. Yeah. And they tried like 20 different models. He posted some Instagram, like sneak peeks. Yeah. And each one of those photos was a different guitar. Yeah. Because they had changed, they would moved electronics, they would moved this, they changed different pickups. And um, that's the thing is that, I'm just, I mean, it's so much abuse about John Mayer. But um, he, every amp or guitar that they've, any company's come out with that is his, mm-hmm. is always the best. Like the Strat that they did, the John Mayer signature Strat they yeah. did, that was a fantastic Strat. The Two Rock mm. was fantastic. Uh, the Nalo's PRS is a great, and that the new Mayer amp. It's one thing we haven't talked about is the amps they make. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that in another one. I yeah, think. we'll do because we can do Music Man amps and we can do PRS amps. Yeah, true. You know, we'll do, do some amplifiers. But how much were those guitars? That, how much were those guitars, the the, uh, the John Mayer guitars? Uh, they sit nine or ten grand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. what James, yeah, he didn't want to, uh, uh, well, he built his own with Chris, well, Christopher, Christopher built James' own. I claim that I designed it with Christopher. Yeah, so you built yourself, what did you call it? It's a super kite. The super kite. Something from Buckinghamshire. And, um, What's that got to do with kites? Yeah. Is that the, the county symbol, is it? No, no, it's just we have, they were re-released in Buckinghamshire, red kites. Oh, kite. Oh, I was in a bird. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. Anyhow. There's a red kite on the headstock. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did we... we Obviously, we changed it a little bit. Mine is a 25-inch scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that Strat or Les Paul? That's a PRS. Oh, 25-inch. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I went for different things like... Um, obviously, I went for custom Goto Bridge. Um, that's got like, brass saddles and... Um, I went for kill switches. What kill switches? How yeah. dare you? It's when you get a car, isn't it? Night, is it the, this rider. is the same light layout as the John Mayer. Yeah. I mean, that that's something with John Mayer, the, with the PRS, that, I mean, it does seem, they were you know, like flying the space shuttle, wasn't it? I mean, I, again, no, I don't the, know. Well, you say that, but it's pretty, it's simple. It's not simple. <laughs> so you've got a volume and tone, you've got a five-way switch. Right. Yeah, you've got you've, five other switches. Yeah, bear with. These you, are just you've already lost me with five. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a strat layout, right? And yeah. you've got coil splits for each one. Okay. And then you've, in my case, because yeah. I changed it up, in my case I've got a mid boost and like an EQ lift. In his case he's got a, um, I suppose it's an EQ lift. It's like, he said it's like um, sound in HD. 
Um, yeah. And then a travel booster. But... Yeah. Yeah, we should, mine's got a volute on the back, because mm-hmm. Christopher loves a good volute. You can't go wrong with a volute. Um, and, some, yeah, and some different different things, but the, and a different neck drawing, yeah. which is very comfortable for those people that said it looks really weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, quite below. We get, we actually get tons, because this will sit in the back of videos when Ben's going around. Yeah. Um, and because I don't tend to play anywhere but here, if I ever do play, it tends to live here. So it'll be in the back of videos, we get tons of questions about this. Um, yeah, for me, usually. What's this one do? <laughs> it sounds good. Christopher made this incredible switch tip. But it's very cool. It is. But, brings us on to our next topic, okay? And what I, in closing arguments, it's kind of like a court case, okay? In closing, I have one massive problem with PRS, and it's that it's not, they're not cool. They're not, they don't float my boat. I know you guys as Luffyers do. It this does. Is, I think it's changing. And that's maybe the... Maybe it will change, but well, I don't well, think they are. thing is, they... When you look around and you're like, um, nobody's a dealer for PRS in this country. And then you look at actually, like, the big shops are, and they sell it recently, especially over the last five years, there's massive, like, surge in them. And I think that's mainly because, like... As Gibson raised their prices, I mean, PRS has obviously gone up with inflation and things like that. They're still above Gibson, though. Yeah, they are, but they're far, like, I, people here say it, but they're far superior they to hit us. the libel button there. It's <laughs> yeah. views only. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think they're far superior to us. Um, so, I think... Specifically, from like, like... Put it this way, when you buy a Gibson, typically, as a gig musician, there's still a couple of things you want to change on that Gibson. Yes. We'll swap out the pickups, swap out the tuners, probably. Uh, swap out the bridge in a lot of circumstances. Level column polish. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas on the PRS, if you like the PRS, you pick it up and there's nothing you change on it. I, cha- yeah. I changed the whole guitar. <laughs> it's yeah. like I've toured with PRSs. Yeah. And this is the thing you take a strat, a lesbian, a PRS. You go to a different country, a hot country. Take mm. that case, you have to do tons of work on the strat and the lesbian. PRS you take out and it's just exactly the same, it just stays and it plays, it sounds great. And it's we had, we had this conversation with Ben in the podcast probably ten episodes ago, and it's this old battle against not battle but kind of discriminatory musicians and luthiers and techs. We've made this thing perfect, and musicians are in the other corner going, "I don't want it perfect. It was fine the way it was. Leave it alone." <laughs> And you've hit upon exactly the, the the age-old argument that I reckon if we came back here in 25 years, we'd still be having. A Telecaster, for all its faults, is still a Telecaster. A Strat, a Les Paul. I don't know whether, for me, personally, the PRS is just so good, it's lost some of the character. Yeah, I think that what I said earlier, the issue is... is Do you know that what I mean? It, they look so incredible, is that there is... You'll never get to see a very few don't be wrong, very few like open mic nights where someone turns up with their PRS. Yeah. Or a pub gig. Mm-hmm. And the but fact is, is that people still do it with their two and a half gun Les Pauls. I think it's mainly the fact that there hasn't been a long enough time for one of these no. to age. Yeah. And 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 also the finish is very good. They don't age very well. Um, but then you look at like Mark Tremonti's and people and they do yeah. age and the way that um, for instance John Mayer's first one that he I saw some photos of that and like the way he hits it like that's going to age. And that was the, you said about earlier using one guitar. You went to go and see John Mayer. How often did he change guitars? A lot. Yeah. 
And actually, there is a John Mayer, well, maybe John Mayer signature coming out. Do you know what, the big thing is musicians like John Mayer, who have an incredible ear, can be as pernickety about changing. It's like the Eric Johnson thing, I suppose. Yeah, the ch- fuzz face thing. With yeah. Him, yeah. Ultimately, as a punter, you're sat there and you're listening to an amplifier going through a big digital desk or a ton of rap mountain gear and then you're hearing it out of speakers and even in the O2 however good it sounds you're not going to hear the difference I, honestly I, I do believe you don't hear a difference you know it could be going through a camper for all we know do you know what I mean the amps could be there purely for show I'm not saying they are but you watching the download um, download highlights the other day um, some 41 were on there do you remember that? I do remember they had six, not old enough though six 4x12s either side of the stage there wasn't one mic on any of those caps, no. but it looks cool. That's what you guys need. And he was playing the telly. Oh, there you go. Oh, the other guy was playing PRS, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we'd love to hear back. I mean, obviously, all these views are our own and don't represent Crimson as a company. We should say that, you know. They are. We're trying to encourage some sort of discussion here. Yeah, we, we want to know what you guys think. And, yeah, because um, from our point of view and the ones that we've played and what from like especially our pair point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say is that you very much judge guitar companies on what you see. Yeah, and the fact that we don't mm. see any PRs is like like the whole uh, Breck machine. Yeah, is that I mean we're both mostly uh, although I've seen some good ones. Is that we're most most bad. Both mostly of an opinion that they don't work because we only see the bad stuff. Yeah. And the fact that we see a bad of a lot of other companies and not a lot of bad of POS. Yeah. Uh, and speaking to other people and stuff that we've played and we ne- neither of us have owned one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I've toured with them and designed. Yeah. We've both done some repairs. I mean, very little work on them. Yeah. Uh, but they. It's the one thing is that they make like everything in the guitar. It's all their own design. Yeah. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah. in house. So, so it'd be interesting to see where it goes in the next 10, 15, 20 years, where we end up with. I so, think they'll get bigger and bigger. And we've gone over on this one. Now, surprisingly, I did think we would. I, I honestly had thought we would run over when we're talking about PRS because there's not much to say about it. Telecasters and those balls and stuff like Okay, we've done it in every other one. So, Telecaster is the Toyota pickup truck, Les Paul is your Aston Martin, old Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Your uh, Strat was your Ford Mondeo. What did you say? Oh, um, a VW Polo. VW Polo, okay. Um, PRS. That's in a complimentary way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, PRS it's got compared to, be, to a car. It's got to be high performance. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, actually, no, you know what it is? So the Les Paul was a, like, a, like a Aston Martin, like a DB5. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the DB11. This is the new, okay. like, high performance, still okay. luxury. Yeah. But uh, it's vintage. Yeah. Um, what are you going with? That's a, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, and I don't know much about cars. No. <laughs> like a McLaren. I'm going to go. Something. All right, okay, well, I'll give you my one then. Go, oh, God. It's that Audi. That Audi driver that takes over to you at half past eight in the morning. I drive it With his shirt right? hanging up in the back of the car, and you think, what a tit, <laughs> as he overtakes you. But, no, I'll caveat that by saying, I'm sat there in my awful crap car thinking, your car is so much nicer than mine, and it's much more comfortable, and it probably <laughs> is a lot more efficient, and I definitely like to have that car. But I like my blue 
the blue flash. I like my car. It's, it gets me from A to blue B flash. quite happily. Yeah, it's a blue flash. My wife calls it the Brin. For anyone who's seen Gavin and Stacey, I've got the same yeah. car as Brin. Um, I like my car. It gets me from A to B. It does the job it's meant to do. Sometimes it causes a fuss and it needs a lot of fixing up, but it's fine. <laughs> the Audi just goes straight to where it's got to go. So yeah, I'm going to go Audi. I don't know about cars either. A3. Really. Audi, no, not an A3. One of the big ones. Oh, um, the A5. Salesman's Audi. There you go. Yeah. Go on, Christopher. <laughs> you know, are you, are you, take, are you pleading the fifth on this one? I'm, I'm going to have to agree with James. It's, I, think, I can't think of anything better than the DB11. That's, that's a good show. Yeah, if okay. the Vez Pool's going to be that, mm-hmm. I think... Because it's newer, or you might go like... See, I think they're, they're stunning looking, mm-hmm. and they're, they're performance-wise top. Yeah. So, they, so I guess it can't maybe be an English car if it'll break down. Um, mm-hmm. Or an Italian car. Yeah, you can um, get, get well, no, a DB11's six, new. Six Picasso, and that'll break down. Great. <laughs> I think, or maybe a McLaren. A McLaren. Like the new... Oh, oh come on. Yeah, shocking. Anyway, so we have rabbited on about PRS. Um, we're going to be back next week. James and uh, Christopher are going to go off and write their letters to Mr. Peter, Paul e. Smith. And uh, we do it's like a Santa list yeah. we send every year. I'm going to duck Please all that. Come here. I'm going to duck. Actually, no. Just just remember before you send me any hate on the internet. Ben Relic to PRS. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! He <laughs> shouldn't bring that up. No, I know, I know. Anyway, right. So. Please engage in this discussion, okay? I am I'm looking forward to be won over by PRS. I might have to go to a guitar shop. I hate guitar shopping, so I might have to go to a guitar shop and try some. Yeah, we went to um, we were up in Newcastle, we went to Guitar Guitar. Yeah. And they've got like a in this particular store, a lot of them are kinda of like that, but they've got like a downstairs area that's got really nice guitars. Yeah, yeah. And um, they had a ton of really nice PRS's there. Yeah, it's a good place to go every time. I was thinking they should have like a you know when you go to Paris and you've got those on the Champs Elysees, you've got yeah. those shops with the bouncer in the doorway. You go to walk in, like me and my wife did on a on honeymoon, walk in the shop and go, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> anyway, so we are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and YouTube here and, and we'll be back next week talking about music band guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been Toby. Bye-bye. I've been James. No, I've been Christopher. Bye. Bye. Right.